day, strangely enough, the past and the last week and the month prior to Jesus, to Jesus' crucifixion was a very active uh, week. Uh, we start the day he entered in Jerusalem, uh, the city of David. Uh, the capital of the Jews, who they think that is where the center of worship should be. And Jesus was also moving towards that area because it's supposed to be a Passover and almost Jews like to move and they move, go to Jerusalem to take the Passover. So Jesus was moving with other people and pregnant that was also coming there. And on the way, Jesus sent two of his disciples to a village. I think that's one mile apart. Jesus had walked most of the miles. He might not even need a donkey to sit on, not that he was tired. Uh, he's already walked uh, all the journey. Left with about some few miles, one mile, one mile apart. Uh, so he didn't even need any vehicle to enter the city. But symbolically concerning his, his kingship, prophetically he must fulfill prophet, uh, the, the word of prophecy concerning him. And Jesus always know the time. And when that time is there, God also prepared the heart of people. This was the right time for him to enter there, the right time for them to enthrone him. The people did not know why they were enthroning him. They were expecting uh, a king, a deliverer, that would come and deliver them from the hands of the Romans. <laughs> uh, so when they saw Jesus and they said, everybody said, well, this is the man he's coming to even though the agenda was different, Jesus spoke before them. Jesus then explained his kinship to them. And said, this type of kinship I'm coming is not the one you are thinking about. <laughs> uh, my kingdom is not on this earth. And this and this. So he explained that they knew. And but some people joined. So I would like to take our scripture. Uh, let me say, on he no rebo. Oh, he no ripple. 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 Oh, 
Thank you. I will take today's scripture from Matthew. Uh, Look like almost all of them wrote about this specific story. Uh, Matthew might be there, and John might be there. I think Mark and uh, Luke, Luke uh, just asked the stories and put them together. Uh, this might be an eyewitness. <laughs> so uh, he, as they approach Matthew 21, that's a triumphant entry. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethage, Bethage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and cold with her, lose them and bring them to me. Lose them and bring them to me. You realize that Matthew was talking about two donkeys. Because that is an eyewitness. And you realize that Luke asked a question and he got it, and the important, what was very important, the one he sat on, he centered on it. Uh, so some people think, though, Luke said two, this one say one. No, no, he's writing a story. The story is not about the mother of the donkey. <laughs> the story is about the, the donkey that he sat on. So he wrote about it. So there's no any discrepancy in the Bible concerning <laughs> that. Let me continue. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately, he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on what? On a donkey. A colt. I haven't finished. The fowl of a donkey. Now you can go. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the cold, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. Laid their clothes on them, 
and set Jesus on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down the branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Who is this? I love that. They were moved, and what they said, Who is this? There is a question. They are asking, Who might be this person? Depending on how the followers would treat him. So the more, so the more they said, this is who? Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Okay, let me end there. This is very great story. Jesus was moving to Jerusalem and this few days he knew that he was going to die. He knew that that was his last journey. <laughs> and on his way, prophecy must be fulfilled. And Jesus, his walking, his everything is a fulfillment of the word of God. So in his way, he asked two of his disciples to go and untie a donkey which was tied there waiting for him. And they asked, in the other place they asked, he told them, I know as you're going to tie it, somebody will ask you. Because donkeys were like cars. You cannot just go and take somebody's car and they won't ask you anything. <laughs> so he said, if they ask you, tell that person that the master is in need of it. Donkeys were tied. And I take the donkeys. It could be me. It could be you. Matthew put it, the mother of the donkey, and what? And the colt, which is the smaller one, isn't it? It also talks about generation. The older generation and the younger generation tied and want to be controlled. 
But Jesus wanted all of them to be used. No matter your age, Jesus still wants you to be. Don't say it's too late. You can still be untied. The master is still in need of you. Don't say I am too young. The master is still in need of you. It doesn't matter whether you are the mother of the court or you are the court. <laughs> what matters is Jesus coming where you are tired. Most of us have been tied in different ways. Today, the king of kings is saying that the master is what? That what? Tell yourself the master is in need of me. Tell yourself that the master is in need of me. The colt or the donkey was a vehicle that carries people. So the believer is also a vehicle that carries the spirit of Christ and the spirit of God and the presence of God to everywhere he gets to. We suppose the world cannot sing Hosanna if the believer refuses to be a vehicle. It is then that the world will say, who is this? Jesus in the air, nobody will ask any question. But the believer's character, the believer's making Christ known, will let the world question, who is this? Our life, our services as church, as Christians, should let the other unbelievers ask, who is this? From today, may your friends begin to see your life, you carrying Christ, and ask, who is in you? Let them desire let them ask, create a curiosity, get their attention of the Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. The question was answered. And that question, today I place my descent on the donkey. The donkey was tied. Somebody tied it. So that Satan thinks that he owns us because he thinks Adam sold the race of mankind to him. And Moses lies in the hands of the wicked one. But Jesus is saying now that untie them. That untie them. That untie them. The emphasis 
went to the youth. The mother was not jealous, maybe because Jesus sat on the young one. He <laughs> supported the young one. The youth that are coming. You are untied not to become free for nothing, but after they you untied you, Jesus want to use you. The young ones that are listening to me, you are untied from habit, untied from other things, because Christ wants to sit and be in you. It is then that all men will ask, wherever you pass, they will look at you and say, who is this? Jesus on you will always attract people. Then the disciples did one thing. They removed their clothes and put it on the coat, isn't it? When they did it, they did it, Others followed. You see, people will follow what we do. That's why I don't like something I don't want to preach that. Listen to what I preach and don't do what I do. If it cannot be practiced, then I shouldn't preach it. Sometimes it is not your words alone, but your action. The Christian life is the spirit of God working through you for the outsiders to see the character of Christ in you. The place did the, the first thing, let me tell you, the world will never exalt Jesus Christ. The world will never say anything good about Christ. It is we, the believers, that can live a certain life and bring Christ out in a certain way that they will join. They will have to join, no option. When they started and laid it down, then others also followed and threw in their, listen, those who didn't have even clothes have to get some leaves. I don't know whether it was a palm tree leaf or it was an olive leaf or it was any other leaf. I don't know how you got the palm, uh, but uh, we have palm leaves here, so, so we can cut it. But if we didn't have anything, at least we can have leaf. <laughs> they move something and place their clothes on the ground. They roll red carpet. A king is coming. They put a red carpet. That time there was no red carpet, but they were using their dresses and their, 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 their materials and they put them down um, for Jesus to walk. A king is coming. It is king that walk on red carpets. Now, Jesus don't want to walk on natural red carpet. He wanted to lay your life down. It is your life that he wants to walk through. He wants to walk on. He wants to use. It is your life. It is so a privilege for you 
to be part of the people that Jesus passed on. Then they started not only laying their, their, their clothes, they also acted it out and cried out. What did they say? Hosanna, who simply means save. That is the way they used to praise their kings. In the mind of those who were coming, the Jews were looking for a savior. They were under the rule of the Romans. And they have read the scriptures that a savior will come. And they were thinking about somebody like Moses who came and delivered them from the hands of Pharaoh that there's another man coming who will rule and rule over them. In their mind, they saw a president, they saw a king, but Jesus, they didn't understand the type of king they were enthroning. That king don't want a wooden chair. That king want a hat to rule and to sit on. The throne in your heart. The throne in your life. That is what that king want. Not a wooden chair, not a metal chair, not a copper chair, not a golden chair. King Jesus. He was then entering there. You saw how he entered there? Oh, Jesus is great. And people were asking, who is this? Crowd followed. You know, it's like Ghana. When we see crowd, others join without even knowing what kind of crowd it is. I remember there was some years back, a car hit uh, a dog. And I saw people around. I also went there to find out. I thought it was something. Curious, I wanted to see. And I stood there and I saw that it was a dog that a car hit. I said, ah. So most of the time, you were attracted to crowd. So the crowd, some people will join a crowd without understanding what it is. Create a crowd. People even go to church without knowing why they are going to church. Some people join bigger churches because the church is big. <laughs> they don't even understand the vision, the mission, the philosophy of that church. But they say, I belong to it. Just because everybody wants to identify himself to a large crowd. That is why, most of the time, you only see two parties winning. It doesn't matter whether you are a very good candidate and you want to stand alone. Crowd will move where crowds are. Except you are something special. I hear people say, oh, we are fed up of the two parties, but they will vote for one. <laughs> Not because they love them, but because everyone wants to move to where the crowd is. 
So, let's create the name of Jesus and put people. Then they will explain Christ and why they came there to them. Some of them, because they Jesus is going to be a king. And some of them were looking for position. If Jesus became a king, I know Mary. I can get chief executive at Adenta. I know this. And some of them will follow for their own self-interest. But he is still king. So when they asked, they said, who is he? He is the what? Oh, they said, who might this one be? So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. When they ask you, we know Jesus, not only a prophet, before then, he had healed the blind on the way. Before then, that when he was coming, they were, he met Zacchaeus and all the rest. So, this man could know that a short man, a certain up there, wanted to see him. This is a man. For them, he's a prophet. For them, what they see, a sign of prophet is being seen. But he is more. He said, save us, our prophet. Save us, our king. But Jesus is not only going to save them from poli- for political sake. It's not a political power. He wants to save their entire body. He wants to save their soul, their spirit, their spirit, their soul, and their body. Jesus wants to rule over the three dimensions of man. And that is why today, if you've never given your life to him, then Palm Sunday is nothing to you. Today, I want to give you the chance. You're asking, who is that Jesus? We worship him, we jump. Who is he? To you, who is he? Who is Christ? Who is this man that people go to church every Sunday? That when there is even COVID, people still want to break the COVID rule and attend. Who is this man at all? That people will walk from Kaswa to Adenta to come and worship him. Who is this man? That people will work and give offering to him. Who is this man? That people will serve his children because of saving sick. Who is this man? That people will sacrifice whatever they have, even for that kingdom to rise up. Who is that? People the world do not understand. They will not understand you why you are serving God like that. Some may think you are stupid. Why should you take your kinte cloth and put it down for a donkey to walk on? But you know who it is. You are the one who should tell him who that person is. How you understand that person. How you know that person. You should be able to explain to the world that look in your mind it is stupid but in our heart it is wisdom. If you haven't received him your cloth will be nothing. If you haven't received him as your Lord and personal savior your hosanna your leaves or palm descent will mean nothing.
It's like serving somebody you don't understand. I want you to first place your heart before him. He was first enthroned before they placed their cloth before him. So put him in your heart first. Put him on the chair of your heart. Enthrone him in your life first. Then all other things will bring meaning. If you've never done it, I want you to close your eyes. Or I want you to bow down your head. Maybe you have given your life to him. But today, you might have given your life to him, but I've left him. And doing all that you want, you can still enthrone him. Renew. Renew your faith. That Jesus, I received you this year. But I have walked out of your path. I have come back again. Now, Jesus, take control over every area of my life. And let people ask me, who are you? Then I will tell them that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. If you haven't, you pray that our Lord Jesus Christ, you know you're a sinner, being tied to something and you don't know how to go out when you are tied your movement is limited your freedom is limited everything is limited it is the rope that determines which distance you should go some of us have been tired and our financial life has been limited there is a rope that has been measured that you you will never go beyond 10,000 Ghana cities in life so when you move the rope will pull you back Today, you can break through. You will be untied. Jesus is losing them. Losing everybody to fail and to be able to fulfill every capacity God has placed within you. Whatever God has given to you, you are losing to fail it. Nothing should be able to hinder you. You are losing to serve him. You are losing not to go wild and free for yourself, but to serve him. I pray today, oh God, that come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We have come with open